Hello and welcome back to uh, Just Like What? <laughs> My name is Luke Greaves and I'm a cut rate Spielberg. My name is Melita Gando and this podcast is called I'm Just Like Human Rights. What? <laughs> this episode, episode nine of season two, is called There Goes a Neighborhood. Who fuck knows what that means? Who knows? Um, the most important piece of information, though, is that we are reunited after God knows how long I've been remote, remote across the screen, across the screen. We're hugging the each other whilst we record this podcast. Yes, we're like we're Karen Aiden. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of Karen Aiden, Aiden's just returned back from Virginia. Dun dun dun! They have a warm embrace. Um, Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Virginia. They're at Che's apartment still, and um, Aiden's in, enthralled with Carrie. Carrie's in this gorgeous, sexy little nighty number. Um, uh, and Carrie's talking to uh, Aiden's saying he saluted the lobby guy, and then Carrie's like, What? You spoke to the people downstairs? Mm. You can't speak to the people downstairs. He's a country boy. He's a town. Ta- he's a country mouse in a town house. He's been living How in Virginia dare too you long. Talk to people. How dare you talk to anybody? Chatty McNice guy. Chatty McNice guy. I'm surprised they've not had like a McDonald's reference so so far. <laughs> Why would it be? Because they always reference McDonald's. Do you remember when um, Petrovsky they go to McDonald's <laughs> yeah. and then the Big Mac and she throws a Big Mac because um, I think he's moving. Mister Big's moving to Paris. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, like, old oh, McDonald's. Like, oh, McDonald's, have fun. Actually, before we get into the episode, Mel, what do you think of this episode? Like, um, as an overall little... Controversially, I'm going to be on a very positive note today. It's actually <laughs> quite a good episode. I think just for, like... I watched it again. I didn't learn my lesson. I watched it first thing in the morning, pre-coffee, pre-KFC. Um, and I, I was like, oh, it's such a good episode. It was a good uh, episode. So, and I had a few friends text me to be like, oh, I watched the episode. It's really, really good. Um, so They're what, improving. We've got nothing to talk about. End of podcast. Should end of podcast. End Michael Patrick King doesn't really write on this episode. Like, it's, yeah. Um, made, yeah, made for a better episode without him. It's Julie Rottenberg and, oh my God, what's the other one called? Eliza... Yeah. One of them. They're a writing pair, but um, <laughs> Julie Wattenberg writes it and also directed it. Yeah. So, um... I think that was makes it more consistent, this episode, maybe. And, like, it feels like we are kind of finding the middle ground. And, I don't know, for me, it feels like Carrie and Aiden kind of makes sense now. Mm. I'm actually quite satisfied with this um The only thing line. I'm still... Like, I'm kind of okay with it now. I did bitch about it. Um, and I did say about chemistry... But yeah, the time do. thing still throws me off. I'm still not sure what the time, like how no long idea. they've been together. If I could be asked to Google it, I know we do a podcast and I should be asked to Google it. <laughs> um, I would know, but um, it, it's not uh, someone who, and I know all of our friends are casual watchers, so I feel like I'm talking on their behalf. Um, we should know how long they've been together. And then, um, yeah, it's understand. very confusing. They could jump in. Yeah. Um, Aiden gets recall from Wyatt, and Wyatt, like, Wyatt's his um, son. Wyatt's is one of his three sons, Homer, mm. Tate, and Wyatt. Wyatt's the younger one. I think he's, is he 14? Mm. 14. It was like 2017. 17 and, and 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crazy. Wyatt looks very like Gen Alpha. 
Different. This FaceTiming thing is so awkward. I wish they would give it up. It's so irritating. A FaceTime, like FaceTime, just drive a lot of this story alone. And I was also like, and um, Wyatt is like so protective of his dad. Like he's like, why didn't you call when you landed? Like I was like, Wyatt, baby, daddy, chill. <laughs> daddy, chill. <laughs> daddy, chill. My then um, Aiden comes out and uh, just his little briefs, and they're getting a knock from. Um, the tiny whities. It's tiny whities from their um, building management, and they post a note through the door, um, and then the girlies, they fucked up. They fucked up. They done fucked up. He spoke too much. He spoke too, too much. Too. Classic Aiden. Um, also, why this building? Why are they so straight? But it's fun. In a. Um, Carrie looks great though. Yeah, Carrie. I love seeing the sheer underwear under Carrie. It feels like very sexy in the CD. Mm, it's a cute, gorgeous, cute look. Gorge look. Gorgeous gal. Skinny mini icon with big tits. And then that scene ends up being the little like midpoint, the advert break for each of those. So it's nice to see Carrie looking fit. Yeah, like, she's hot. Five times in one episode. <laughs> no, she's not wearing that fucking stupid floral stuff she normally does. So it's great. So we move swiftly on to Seema. Uh, so they've had this thing brewing with Seema and her boo, potential boo, Ravi, who is a m- massive Marvel director. I'm a, I'm a director. director. Oh, last week I kept saying he was an actor, but he's a... He's a director. You actually? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. I was like, what's going on? You're like, he's not fit. He's an actor. He's this, he's that. And I was like, oh, I disagree with all of that. He's, he's a director. He is actually he's really rich. hot, yeah. Um, he's like perfect for Seema they balance each other out two divas I do feel like they keep giving Seema these random men and they like kind of have like high hopes for them and they end up being a bit like a cretin yeah Um, but I feel like this might be her end game because she had that really in-depth conversation with Carrie last episode and and it was everyone spoke about how good of a scene that was last episode and we agreed the umbrellas outside the hair salon yeah Um, so maybe this is her big boo yeah her big love it sounds like it's her Mr. Big it's her Mr. Pig. Or is it her agent? Who is Carrie's Who's to big say? Who's to say? Burgess, Burgess coming back. <laughs> Bring Burgess back. Um, and um, so Seema is saying, so actually they did this quite well. So they said that oh, Seema and him have been looking for a flat for quite a while. And they took that off screen. And this is like one of the 20th flats that she's shown him. And then he goes and makes a move and says that, oh, I've just been like wanting to watch these, go see these viewings because I want to just like snog you. And yeah. he goes in for the big snog and they have a big shag. And they have a very quick shag. Yeah, they have a very big shag. And he's in someone else's sheets, or like the stager's sheets, smoking a cigar, which is very faux pas for me. So bad. Do you not like that? Vape life or die. Oh my God, 100%. Um, and then... This uh, feels like a big reference to... Do you remember when Samantha's like um, looking around properties and she fucks the estate agent? And then yeah. the one walks in and she was like, You're cheating on me! <laughs> Seema is Samantha. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it's good to see Seema getting, like, even though it's Seema... It's still a bit clunky. It's nice to see Seema get, like, scenes that aren't terrible. Yeah. Anymore. It makes a bit more sense. Then we move over to Miranda um, with Brady, and she's kind of encouraging him, like, to go travel and maybe go into Colombia. And she was like, I'll pay for your trip. And she's like, I don't want you just to become cooking fries for the rest of your life. Miranda, she's just the biggest capitalist in the... <laughs> Miranda, you had no job last episode. Why are you on Brady's case? Yeah, have a chill pill. I never thought I'd say this, but am I team Brady? Always team Brady. (laughs) No one's team Miranda, let's face it. Blasa, the mumbling fool. (laughs) (laughs) The ginger bitch. (laughs) The ginger bitch. Um, And she, um, yeah, he's got a double double shift at Scout. 
And then he's just the clangy. He's like, well, you didn't think it was after like you were 56. 56. Ageism is rife in the Gen Z community, according to these It so is. Especially, like, even when you look on TikTok and stuff, everyone's, like, transphobic, ageist, <laughs> and stuff. It's horrendous. Um, Miranda is... We're going to say this, and I'm going to keep referencing it throughout the episode, but Miranda looks great this episode. Yeah. Hair on fleek, power suits back on, yeah. large and in charge. Thank God uh, Miranda's back at work. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. sees the work corporate attire so well. Yeah, and it makes so much more sense for the storylines now, because she's, like, really, like, hot fast like whip snapper sarcastic versus been a bit like a wet fish which didn't really do anything for me yeah so miranda has called charlotte because um she is very unimpressed that brady is not pulling his weight and he's just like cutting crinkle cut fries at scout god forbid that poor boy just has a job where he works for a double shift which is 16 hours a day um so she's asked charlotte to Ask Lily of all people to whip him back into shape because Lily is a high achiever. High she's achiever. a quick shagger. She's, she's capitalist. very <laughs> yeah, she's capitalist. She <laughs> loves piano. She loves selling Chanel suits online and getting a profit. Yes. Peak capitalism. So she was like, "Can you get your little capitalist to like, sp- like spur my little um socialist on?" Um, and Charlotte's like, "Yeah, sure." Like Lily, go to like Scout, and Lily's just like, mm, "Who cares?" Mm, mm, yeah, we don't care for it. This underage girl's going to Scout, even <laughs> yeah. though she can't be served, but she's <laughs> yeah. gonna she's gonna be serving. In... <laughs> yeah, she's underage as well. <laughs> well, technically, she's twenty seven in real life, but yeah, she's like twelve. She's, she's just doing it for the green card. <laughs> 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 and then Harry's um, like talking about Herbert's uh, event that they're hosting the house, and he, her and. Harry's, like, become Herbert's, like, PA and (laughs) organising their, like, food for some reason. And, like, he's going on about them, like, serving pork and they're supposed to be a Jewish, like, um, catering company. Uh, Very random, but... um, Surely, if they can afford that much fast food, they can afford an event. Yeah. Organizer. But yeah. the more I see Harry I don't care. You know I've got a massive crush on Harry, so I don't don't understand. Is Harry, like, working? I don't understand. Is, is Harry working? There's like... people on death row asking for Harry's help. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I have to like, sort of <laughs> like, Kyoza's got real pork in it. of his like, Satan pork. Yeah. Uh, that's it, isn't it? Um, Harry's very bad at eye contact still, bless. He keeps oh, looking yeah, at the floor when that... he's talking. And I was like, um. <laughs> he's she's just... the spectrum queen. If he's, yeah. So we head on over to LTW's place and she's still in that closet. That poor woman does not leave this closet (laughs) with her 15 monitors on her dressing table um, and she's asleep. And Herbert is on her case that she's asleep and she has not fed her kids again. Or her husband. It's so annoying. Every single episode, it starts like, oh, what are you doing? You're not pulling your weight. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm a massive film director. I'm doing this treatment. This yeah. Is happening. Treatment, treatment, treatment. My documentary's been turned into a TV series. <laughs> my documentary's going to be on live stage. My documentary's going to start Ariana Grande and Spongebob. <laughs> like, there's so much going on with her. And he's always just like, you're not supporting me. You so aren't cooking me dinner. Get a PA. Get a get nanny. PA. Why are you putting this much on your wife? And why is this argument happening every episode? Actually, we were blessed for not having it last episode. Thank God. Um, True. And I was just like, oh, let's see how this turns out. Um, yeah, but- Herbert is a real, like... He's an anti-feminist. He is He's so very traditional. Yeah. It makes no sense. And, it also- and he's okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I... So we were like, oh, how old is LTW? And I Googled her. And her husband in real life is 
fit. Ooh. He's gorgeous. And it does annoy me a bit that they didn't like cast him as a fit man. Then we uh, get back introduced to Naya since she's just made a souffle this season. <laughs> now she's getting pounded out and Miranda's woken up in her little single bed and can't sleep. Um, Naya's having a great time. She's learned what Tinder is and what casual sex is. Welcome, Naya, to the <laughs> 2023 babes. <laughs> or whatever year this show is based in. <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy is fucking hot as well. Mm, he's gorgeous. Makes such a good couple. That sex scene was cute. It was good. Mm, it's very saucy. Yeah. She's saying she got sex faster than a pad thai last night. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Technology. Getting you pad thai and getting you cock. <laughs> what I felt like, I was like, did she eat the pad thai while she... And was it said that she shut it out? No, anyway, who cares? I was, I was very confused by that scene. Um... And then he pulls his phone out, and they're on their phone. Oh, I love romance in 2023. 2023. Talking about romance. Is there something new on the horizon here with Che and um, some of the pussies? And the pussies. Two NBs and four pussies. (laughs) That makes a great romance. And the writers from podcasts, they were, like, saying, oh, Che has their, like, LGBT flag on their laptop, so the non-binary, like, love interest for Che knows they're LGBTQIA. Excuse me, did the haircut not say enough? <laughs> In it. Did the eyebrows... And, yeah, the, the eyebrows, eyebrows and haircut. That's a cunt. Non-binary cunt. Uh, that, yeah, the flag is very distracting as well. Like, you know when, like, set design... The set design is so bad, and even to the laptop sticker, it's very bad. It feels um, like something you do when you first come out, you're, like, 18, you're like, okay, I'm putting the LGBT <laughs> on me. I'm going to the LGBT tattooed on my knuckles. I'm rolling with the LGBT. <laughs> I thought the same. I literally wrapped that when I saw that on the laptop. <laughs> I'm rolling with the LGBT. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so this someone feels... who introduced himself as Toby brings in a box of cats, and this kind of invites kind of a romance for Che, maybe, and Che does fancy Toby. Uh, controversial opinion again, sign that the klaxon's going off, but I did not have this scene with Che. Yeah. I thought it was quite nice, and that now I've come to peace with that they're going to be a main character. Now that they've been written as, like, a main character and that's a love interest, I do think their scenes are... I do enjoy them in the scenes. Yeah. I do a lot more. I wonder, uh, Peter, my boyfriend, said, made a good point and he was like, this feels like another spin-off show for, like, mm, Che. Yeah. I wonder if, like, Che will get their own. Because, like, Michael Patrick King is obsessed with Che. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, because they were supposed to be breaking up with Miranda, like, originally at the end of season one. And then we, it kind of just felt like they were going to not be brought back for season two. But, yeah. like, I think because everyone, like, the reaction to Che was, like, so bad that they were like, we're going to show you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Che when they're in, like, a positive sphere and they're, like, they're kind of, like, kind of moving the narrative along and, like, offering kind of, like, a nice shoulder cry or, like, listening versus being an antagonist. I don't think they work very well as an antagonist. I don't think someone yeah, who that's true. is from a less represented background should be an antagonist because yeah. that's not fair for them. That's and I so think true. That they, it's, yeah. Yeah, they've definitely, like, shaved the, like, sharp edges of Che and, like, mm. made them a bit more, like, nice. And, like, Che's, like, offered to take in the kittens and stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, funny. if only we could see ourselves a year ago, eh? Oh. Uh, yeah, Carrie's um, come home to find the kittens that Che's taken it back from Toby. Um, and they're trying to encourage Carrie to adopt. And Carrie's like, he, but Carrie just does not, like, really feel like a animal lover mm. at all. I don't really, I wonder if they'll... Well, 
later on we find out she moves buys amazing fucking huge flat apartment townhouse thing so she could be littered with kittens <laughs> and littered with free children oh i don't think that of yeah. course yeah she's moving into a domestic era yeah chase making a good point it's like so what are you gonna do like if aiden can't come up like and then Miranda, uh, carrie's just like oh a lot of stuff has happened here and he just got really hurt um man up <laughs> also surely you just tell Che more yeah. and also I feel like they should tell more about the background for people who are maybe new to this situation that's true and also as someone who has doesn't really watch the Aiden episodes apart from the one when they go upstate um, I'm like oh actually I do need a bit of a refresher like what did happen between them like, yeah really hone in on it yeah definitely um then we're over with uh, Carrie and Aiden having a gorge dinner. Seema comes in with her new man, Ravi. And then... Ravi Gador. Ravi Gador. Seema introduces them uh, to Ravi. And then she puts on her little gorge little accent. <laughs> a little accentuated accent. <laughs> Ravi Gador. Gador, Um Aiden, like, shits himself because he's, like, watched the film that Ravi's directed. Um... Who directed Nepal Kapow? <laughs> Kapow, Nepal! My sons are obsessed with Nepal Kapow! Yo, Papow! Papow! Yo! And there was a question, it was like, why did Seema bring Ravi? Like, what was the point? I think she just bring him in because she's like, she wants people to tell him that he's a bad, he's not great. Yeah. But actually, when Aiden's like fangirling over him, it's like proving that she's quite shit heart. Yeah, he's so shit So it's going kind of against Seema's agenda a little bit. Do you think like Seema just couldn't be asked to speak to Aiden? So she was like, I'll sit this man next to Aiden. I did so kind of to... think that when earlier in the episode, we're like, um, I'm going for dinner with like Carrie and Aiden. It's like, do you really want to do that? It's so boring. Do you think Aiden think? Uh, do you think Seema thinks Aiden's racist or something? <laughs> I think Seema just thinks he's. Basic. You know when you know you're going for, on a date, like you're going out for dinner with like someone's boring boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, oh I need to negotiate about, this. Like, um, football. Yeah. And Disney. Films. Marvel. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly because he's obsessed with action. Exactly. Films. Oh, thank God, Anthony's back in the scene. I'm just so excited when I see Anthony Giuseppe stand these two. Uh, Anthony's got in a bit um Trump America and is thinking that Giuseppe <laughs> wants a green card. <laughs> It's so um, problematic. Um, it's really, it's a bit weird. And also, Anthony's fit. Do you think yeah. he's fit? I was watching the older seasons of Sex and City and I was like, oh, Anthony has always been really hot. He's yeah. like big, like, so hairy arms and yeah. And also just really funny, like, just really, like, enigmatic. I just really enjoy Anthony's scenes and like, if we both swam that way, maybe it'd work out. Um, but yeah, Anthony's been a bit strange with Giuseppe, um, and is convinced there's an ulterior motive, which is for the plot. It's for the for plot. For the plot. There's a sexy little kiss that happens, and he pushes him away, um, and then he stupidly, it's very ageist, to one of his uh, blockmates. Um, and there's a woman called Edie walking into um, his block, and, and I think, she's, she's got grey hair, she's like, Anthony, you don't recognise me, I've slept down my hair. Uh, I was like, is that a hark back to Miranda's very Miranda tragic, awful, God forbid, like, um, grey wig. <laughs> Hard print. Mop bucket. It's like a mop, mop head at this point. It's so badly fitting. <laughs> and he quickly scarpers inside. Um, also, something quite interesting that the, the scene is that they mentioned Stanford for the first time. Um, obviously, the actor who played Stanford passed away in real life. But in this story, um, Stanford is apparently perusing, like, 
East Asia. Yeah. And it's never come back, but Stanford is still on the lease or the mortgage, whatever. Um, and Anthony's still saying, like, oh, I don't know what to it do. It just feels weird that this is the first time they reference them. But, like, do you think, yeah. like, imagine Carrie getting texts from Samantha and Stanford yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and having a group chat with them, like, girls, miss you so much. Send me some selfies of you guys. Oh, Here's yeah. some old photos of us. She'd be such a buzz because, like, Carrie, what's happening in your life? Oh, I was like, oh, I'm back with Aiden. It's like, girl, move yeah, on. Yeah, that's like, so we've continents. We've, like, fucked multiple people and you're still, like, going back to the same old... Same old dinner. Same old dick. Then Seema and Carrie in the bathroom. They're just, Carrie's like saying how much she loves Ravi. And she's like, they're so good. And then Seema's like, he's not marriage material. And Carrie's like, who said anything about marriage material? She's like, Seema's like, no one, change the subject. And then Carrie's talking about her new apartment. And um, she's had an epiphany and she's ready to sell her apartment and move on. Um, and then she wants to get Seema Poor Seema, the amount of times this woman's had to fucking buy her, <laughs> yeah. find her a new place to move into. I wonder what her commission is, and if she just doesn't charge Carrie commission, it's her mate's rates. No, she think? should charge her. Yeah. She's such a, like, yeah. Reparations. Let's charge. <laughs> Let's charge. <laughs> yeah, then um, Carrie takes um, Charlotte Miranda to her gorgeous new place. Gramercy Park, darling. Gramercy Park with three bedrooms. This feels like a Sarah. No, very... Four bedrooms, three bathrooms. Fuck me. This feels like a very Sarah Jessica Parker house. Like, do you remember when she had Vogue into her house and mm-hmm. they sent her three questions? I was like, this looks the same layout as yeah, her it house. Does. Um, gorgeous it's stunning this is what we want for Carrie she needs to be in a gorge big old flat not in that minging little shithole it's really funny that they keep saying big apartment as well I was like I don't I think they did it on purpose but um, but they keep saying big as if to hop back to big Big. but it's it's very much move from big um, and I do think that's quite clever. It's like, it's big, but it's not big. It's big, you know what it's I not mean. big. Yeah. We were talking about the outfits in the scene, like Miranda's dressed in this gorge suit. Power and suit. Power suit. Mm. Charlotte's in this amazing, like, floral dress with massive shoulders. That's and it looks, yeah, it feels like those Miranda and Charlotte are back in work and they've, like, got their, like, personalities mm. back. Carrie's kind of in a questionable, like, <laughs> coat and a necklace. Like, she's wearing her, like big like over the top flowers that she always would wear like in the Sex and City one and like throughout the seasons mm-hmm. um but yeah I don't know with a weird painter's coat painter's like, there's coat, like, paint yeah. splattered on splattered it splattered everywhere um maybe she's just trying to be more DIY to keep up with Aiden oh true yeah, she's been a bit more like uh, I can paint art. yeah she just got the jacket out of like frillers paint on <laughs> yeah. it it's like I'm a painter now and maybe it's like oh they're taking like steps forward and like getting back to them like true selves and Carrie's taking a few steps back. <laughs> that's a bit too poetic. God, but... they all look amazing in the scene. Like, their faces are impeccable. Like, it looks like... They look, like, 15 years younger than they actually mm. are. It's amazing. This must have been a really fun scene to film for them. Yeah, it's nice to have the three girls, just, just the three girls. Like, I think we've asked for that so much, and the writers mm. have obviously been like, okay, we need to give them more Perfect. scenes for just the three. And they're just exactly themselves. Yeah. Um, we are throwing back to poor Naya. Oh, I'm so, so shit, again, isn't I, Naya? I Naya just feature very prevalent like a lot in this episode, but um, it's just she's just literally in her bed. She's literally just lying in the bed shagging this like pity. They're both Did it, she leave her apartment? Hot. I don't think that's so true. She's not left the apartment. They came for dinner in her apartment. She made the souffle in her apartment. She's shagging this man in the apartment. Um and unfortunately with the design of this Brooklyn flat, um Miranda can't go to the loo because the loo is in um, Naya's bedroom 
So big design um, flaw. No, I was very much forced to go back to Brooklyn. I would if Miranda will move into Carrie's new place if it's got three bedrooms. It's all there. It all works. Four well, bedrooms and three bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did think that the end scene, but. Then Miranda goes home to go for a piss in her Brooklyn bre- uh, red brick. She bumps into Lily coming out of Brady's room and um, Lily has the post-fuck face on her. Uh, so Miranda immediately calls um, Human Rights Watch. Miranda immediately calls Charlotte mm-hmm. in her office in the Human Rights Watch. And the amount of times that you see the Human Rights Watch screen or like big billboards in the background of Miranda is like... They were like, we need to set this thing. We need to have the Human Rights Watch. You've heard of LTW. Now you've got HRW. HRW. Human Rights Watch. Okay. Um, Miranda's like telling her what she's seen. And Charlotte's like, no, that's not possible. Like, Charlie, like, I think she's probably just like fell asleep. Or like, they were just like working together and they were staying up light. And Miranda's like, girl, come on. They were fucking. He was deep dicking your daughter. <laughs> also, side note, but I really enjoy that they're doing these calls from work. Like, we've all had that cheeky thing, like, oh, something comes, your mate messages you, you're like, oh, yeah. And you're like, I'm literally in a meeting, or I'm really busy, and you just have to be like, ding. And I think it's really nice to have these two back in work, and it just suits so their neurotic personalities and drives the storyline more than, like, them being a bit mo- mopey and pathetic and yeah. obsessing really stupid stuff, which is, I don't think they're original characters. I feel like Carrie actually suits not working. Yeah, agreed. But the other two always really suit work being in the workplace. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, when you work, you need a lunch break. So we're in Chipotle, of all places. And if you're in a major city, everyone has their lunch at a Chipotle. Uh, Miranda is ordering a burrito, obviously, with a, a a meat substitute. We do not order a steak, a chicken, or a prawn in this day and age. Yeah, this, like, dialogue is a bit clunky on this when it goes on about the meat and stuff. But, yeah, they're just still, like constantly in what's like happened with between the two children and me and Mel guessed the storyline mm-hmm. me and Mel guessed the storyline by just the promo pic where Lily's like looking up at Brazy and we were right yeah we were actually to be fair they never say if they're shagging there's never any um hint that they're shagging if you notice in this episode well she wasn't wearing any pants though. you know she might have just been it's very comfortable I don't wear pants to bed huh? Hey Brady. Hey, hey, hey listeners, I don't know. Um, so we never know if they did or did not. So, <laughs> thank God some mystery forms. Charlotte's talking to Harry in uh bed and Harry's like still putting together her bits um little event. Um he's talking about the pigs in blankets and it's like if this co- this cater is busy kosher, why are they doing pigs in blanket? Uh Harry, poor Harry, poor Harry. Justice for Harry. You don't let me talk about Harry because every time I talk about Harry, I'm like, I love Harry, he's so fit, he's so funny. He <laughs> shut me down. Um, justice for Harry, Jewish king. Yeah, we. I kind of like that he's like the little sub in this relationship now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's like just sub. like he's like they've switched positions. Like Har- like Charlotte's like now at work, and then Harry's like now the organizer of events. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a role reversal. It's quite nice. Yeah, and then obviously. Richard Burton's in the background. Richard Burton, star of the show. <laughs> star of the, the writer from the show. Charlotte starts, like, like going mad. She's like, oh, my God, like, Lily, they'll have, like, babies and, like, they'll get married. Oh, my God, but then Miranda will be her, like, mother-in-law. Like, Miranda will be a difficult mother-in-law. And it's like, oh! I love it. True. Picking apart, like, 30 years of relationships, yeah. friendships. I think 100%. I was going to be so fickle. Oh, my God, it's effort. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I love her. I, I hate, hate you! Oh, because she fucked me over in 22. That's <laughs> 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 um, We are back in... So, time's moved on. Obviously, they're so good at moving the time along. And finally, the date of Herbert's, whatever, financial controller <laughs> situation has come along. 
and <laughs> it's in Harry and Charlotte's apartment. And there's a Jewish couple who's very much scared that there's pork in the gyozas, all the dumplings. Oh, um, we've God all forbid. been there. Oh, yeah, to be fair, TBH. Um, and the, everyone is back together in this scene, apart from Naya, God bless. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of invites all the main characters back into the same scenes. Um, Charlotte, Miranda and Carrie are here and Brady is a guest appearance. Um, and everyone's like, why is Brady here? Brady never shows up. And is Brady here because he's shagging? Lils. Oh, Lils. So, he wants um, to get into Lil's little pussy. So um, Charlotte and Miranda share their conspiracy theory with Carrie, and Carrie does not give a shit because Carrie does not give a shit about anything that doesn't involve Aiden or Big. Is Carrie their godparents to both of them? Yeah, because she makes that comment like, oh, it's like my teddy bear's fucking. Oh. Sure, sure, That's the gay agenda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, and it's quite funny, like, I really like this whole thing, uh, dynamic of, like, Charlotte and Miranda having this little, like, caper together. It's cute. I think it works quite well. Because they've, like, not gone in ages, I feel. Yeah, and Carrie just seems on a different level, like, Carrie's just grieving and sad and fucking Aiden, but with those two, like, they're kind of, like, bored mothers. Yeah. So, like, just need a bit of a pizzazz pizzazz. Then we go back over to Naya, and Iris is still in bed with the hot server guy, and then she looks in Andre Rashan's. Gone official with the Taylor mm. Swift girlfriend. Yeah, seeming like six months pregnant as well. <laughs> Naya's um, kicking out her hot bow. Well, she should not. He's so hot. Um, very Jared Smith coded, mm. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hot, hot, hot. But it goes back to... Do you to think the... this is the first white man Naya's ever fucked? Yeah, but she's only fucked two men. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Good for you. Good for her, but... Get it, that white dick, bitch. I don't think... We said, <laughs> we said last episode that they have not, like, kind of gone into detail about the divorce and how, like, traumatic it is. Yeah. Um, and now all of a sudden she just sees it. Like, I've been with exes and I've seen a picture of them with their new girlfriends. I'm like, I get that feeling. But with her, like, it should have been a bit more... There should be background of, like, her finding out. Oh, yeah, like, for going sure. Like, divorce, like, going back and forth. She has not no texting the baseball, like, put, like, scores. And then... Yeah, I think even that last season didn't really have a storyline apart from like trying to get pregnant, and that was kind of there. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. And like, I think because everyone's like complained that like the three main characters from Sex and City aren't shown enough in season one, and now they're kind of making up a bit too much Mm. in the season. I think there's just there's obviously still too many characters, but like Mm. I think the balance is there almost for everyone, just apart from Naya. Seema's getting a bit more storyline as a episode, like as the season goes. Um, but so maybe Niall have like the main character storyline for the last two yeah. episodes. It would have made more sense for Niall to maybe find out about Andre uh, around the girls because then they could be That's like, oh, so we've true. been through that situation. Like, like Carrie with um, Natasha. She yeah. Had, like, the newspaper. That was such a good scene in Sex and So City. true. Miranda, obviously, when Steve cheated on a few times. Yeah. Um, and then Charlotte with her issues with Trey. Like, um, um, Trey. Um, that could have been so much a nicer, more yeah. coherent and inclusive storyline for Naya versus like some random shag. Oh my god, totally. Then we're over back to the party and Carrie's talking to Anthony and Anthony's um telling Carrie about his um concept, like theory of the Giuseppe's just with him for the green card. And then Anthony's like a real dick to Giuseppe. He was like, mm-hmm. um, meet my good friend Carrie. Um she has no hidden agenda. <laughs> <laughs> 
really quick. She got sassy real quick. Mm. Uh, and in the background we have um, <laughs> Richard Burton, the gorgeous portrait of Richard Burton. And Elizabeth Taylor. And Elizabeth Taylor, rest in peace. Oh <laughs> my God, Elizabeth Taylor, that little slot. She got bang- gang-banged in the park. Love that queen. It's so, this is the only time the set design is smashed out the park. So fucking funny. So silly. This puts Carrie's apartment to shame. Like The artwork is divine. Mm, so camp. So camp. Yeah, I think this show needs to go more camp. This is a good choice. This camp episode felt more camp then. It did. It was yeah. just silly. silly. Like, and the next scene is like Harry being very jealous of Mark Sabian and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and that just felt very silly. And it came out of the blue, but at the same time, it kind of made sense because Charlotte looks fit. She Mark looks Sabian, fair. even though he's gay in real life, is just present as. Oh yeah, he's gay. Yeah. In, um, and just like that, so it's quite funny. Um, and, and they stitch it like, oh, actually, you know, Mark Sabin's the blonde girls, and then the next scene is him flirt- supposedly flirting, flirting with Carrie. Disgusting. Disgusting. She has, she has a Mister Small now. <laughs> she does not need you, Mark, Mister Medium, and Mister <laughs> Seven. In seven. Sh- <laughs> seven. <laughs> Um, I don't know what he's trying to pull here, but he wants a fifth wife. Yeah, I don't blame him. Carrie, though? I don't think he's rich enough for Carrie. Oh, yeah, true. I don't know, he owns our space. He could be, like, the, um... Who was married to Nigella? Saatchi. Saatchi, yeah. He did beat her up as well. He did. Oh, yeah, true. Don't get with those art gallery (laughs) owners. Erratic boys. Erratic men. Then we're back with Miranda and Charlotte and they're kind of watching over Brady and Lily and they're like, oh my God, he just touched her elbow. And they're like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, I do like cute, this. Cute, cute, campy scene. It's really funny. Oh my God, the amount of like servers and cooks they have in this event is insane. But also Lily's outfit is disgusting. This little <laughs> yellow dress. <laughs> Feels very 2017. I'd rather see Lily and Brady being badly dressed than the main characters being... Like, I think no True. one's really served a bad outfit this episode. Maybe Charlotte in this one, but I don't know. Yeah, it's not much. the best. Um, yeah. <sighs> I would love to know what um, Brady and Lily are up to, but I think they've done it on purpose, that they leave it like to the mind's eye because they don't want to be too explicit because it's yeah, just a bit too much. because she and, is 17, 18. Yeah, and I think she the backlash... Oh, no, 18's legal age in New York, isn't Yeah. It? And they got backlash for those, um, the storyline with Samantha, like, taking Brady's virginity. So yeah. I think it's kind of like they're keeping it a bit like their business is their business. Yeah, because in Sex and City 3, the film, Samantha was supposed to take Brady's virginity. And I think they realised. Mm. Girlies, no. No, fuck virginity. <laughs> um, we're back uh, to the... Well, well, we're all here in this apartment um and herbert is very annoyed that lisa's not here yet and it seems that something's bubbling there like it is every fucking episode and then we finally get to an entertaining scene with anthony and giuseppe and giuseppe is like what's the line the buffalo line uh (laughs) so um giuseppe says that he's got dual citizenship then so he's not after anthony's like green card and then the writers bring that they were like they were like, oh, like, so we made that Giuseppe has, like, dual citizenship and his, like, mum is from Buffalo. And then they were all, like, laughing. And she was like, oh, I just felt like it was a funny thing. And I was like, <laughs> they were, like, they were, full, like, the writer was, like, fully, like, trying to make the joke. And then the other two writers just kind of ignored her, like, comment. <laughs> so and then I was like, Buffalo is, like, Buffalo cheese. What's the reference to Italy? Buffalo mozzarella. Buffalo mozzarella. Oh, that was it! Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't even hear that bit. I did not listen to that podcast enough. Yeah, the Brightest Room podcast this episode was 
nothing. Silly. Do not listen to it. If anyone... Because we, we talk about it quite a lot on our podcast, so I would not recommend it. And we... So apparently, like, uh, the other week, um, the Writer's Room podcast that they do that goes in conjunction with the episodes that come out, apparently, like, they are... They reference something that somebody reacted to about an episode. They were just, like, highlighting. They were like, oh, like, are they recording this podcast while the... um writer's strike is happening and then I was like is this going against what the SAG strike is about yeah problematic very controversial Michael Patrick King you were a terrible man but you were a terrible writer as well (laughs) (laughs) remember you said that last week it's like Michael Patrick King is not like um writing this episode so thank god and it was a better episode I think it was it's a shame because he's writing the last two episodes which Mm. we'll see how that goes um, and then, so, Charlotte and Miranda are still on their caper, and they are standing outside the, the door of Lily's bedroom, and they're convinced that... They're just going back and forth, and I think it's quite funny. I think they've got a good chemistry together, and they make they it really work. They really do. Yeah, I'm really... I think that... When I said it was a good episode, I just really enjoyed this kind of, like, storyline between those two, just, like, figuring it out, and, like, clashing, and then being, like, on the same page. Yeah. Detective, Scooby-Doo style... And then they go to walk in and think Lily and Brady would be in there. But actually, no one's in the room, but actually Anthony. Anthony and Giuseppe. Giuseppe. And Giuseppe apparently has like extra long sh- shirt tails to yes. denote that he's got a big... Big fat cock. <laughs> big fat Italian buffalo Jules cock. Big fat cock. cock. Do you think he, who do you think's the top and he's the bottom in that relationship? I had this same conversation. I think that Giuseppe's a boss, boss, bossy bottom. Oh, I like that theory. What did you think? Uh, did they ever say what Anthony I is? think maybe they're just verse. Oh, yeah. Stanford is such a bottom, sense. though, so I would say. Oh, sure. Yeah, true. Oh, mm. clever. Then Lee and Brady come back with uh, pizza pie. We don't have pizza pies in the UK, but. I wish we did. I wish we did. Um, yeah, they're very Surely happy. Surely they can get the help to order that pie in as well. In it. Maybe they just went to go, she just went to toss him off in the street or in something. The, in the lift, we love it. Oh. The elevator, like sexy. True. And, uh, then, like, they both, like, Charlotte's just like, oh, like, my mum, like, didn't know about a lot of my sexual relationships. And, like, sometimes, like, maybe we don't need to know if they fucked. And they both agree to disagree that they don't need to know about them fucking. Thank God. <laughs> so controversial scene right now so ltw and herbert are fighting we're not surprised because they always fight about the same fucking thing we gotta fight um and i think we so we watched this episode like a few times through like individually and then i was walking to luke's to record this i was like (laughs) listening to podcasts um um i was like luke did you know that ltw is pregnant and he was like no (laughs) and there was so like i think we just switched off so much of these scenes because they've just been repeated so often LTW announces she's pregnant and that's why she's so tired. Um, and then Herbert does his speech Mad. to the, the masses. The masses speak to 12 people in a room about, around some prawn gyoza. Um, so many white people in this room. I can't believe that it, there's a baby on the way. I can't believe it either. But then Peter also mentioned that how much they fuck, it does make sense. They, they, they fuck a lot. A yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think about this? Are you surprised that LTW is pregnant? <laughs> do you still believe it? random storyline i guess it's good that they were having like a older woman having a child like the complexities of that and like yeah like maybe she'll lose a child oh god that'd be so depressing (laughs) god i just don't want more on ltw's play because it just makes for like her just being more stressed out yeah that's so true i don't care that woman has got a love to deal with she's dealing with 
She's trying to get reparations to these black <laughs> people in the US. She doesn't need to have That's that. a bigger fight than bringing another child into this world. In a, a more noble fight. Honestly. Kathy. Right, so we are... We're in the scene that we will be waiting for. Kathy. So Kathy's always been mentioned off screen uh, thus far in the Sex and City universe. But now we actually see Kathy. Uh, fun fact for you all, the actress who pay, plays Kathy is actually married to Burger in real life. Ah! Oh, the gag, the goal, the gumption. Sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. <laughs> um, also, Burger's gotten really fit. If you Google him now, it looks Ooh. great. Please bring him back for season three. Bring him um, and Trey back. Yeah, and um, so apparently uh, Samantha Irby, who's our favourite writer for the show and only makes the co- most coherent storylines for the show, uh, <laughs> it was based on their real-life experience. So, like, their, ex- their, their partner's ex actually sat them down and was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable about you talking about our kids. Yeah. Um, and this was inspired by that That's um, really nice. situation. And I know we've bitched about previous writers bringing in like real life situations into the storylines but actually I thought this one worked really, really well considered, yeah. and I think um, Annabelle DeWitt um, acted this out really well um, and you could just see that her and Aiden used to be like a really like artistic cute couple and now he's moved on and they do also share that she's moved on and it does kind of work there's no hatred there's no jealousy there's no nothing it's just like you guys crack on do not get them with my kids and that's why i also think this episode was quite good because it was really nuanced and yeah it was dealt in a, a cute way this team was really good it was like really needed to happen yeah and it also drove home that carrie wants a new home um, yeah. And she wants to move into that big place in order to care for Aiden and also the baggage that comes with Aiden, which is his three kids. Yeah, so exactly. It, it, it's a really nice scene and it does seem very Sex and City and not on just like that. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank fucking God. <laughs> and they both look great. Gorgeous gowns. Yeah, gorgeous gowns. Uh, Carrie's with Aiden and then she's taking him to the new place. She's about to put an offer in and he's like, wow. And then he's talking about the iron work and how amazing the place is. <laughs> and in the oh, writer's yeah. room, they were like, oh, we wanted to, like, basically, like, to be something where, like, Aiden would be obsessed with. It has all this, like, architectural, like, ama- like gorgeous, like, um, iron work around it. And obviously, Aiden's in love. Um, Carrie is the, like, Aiden is reaping the awards of Mr. Big. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And they keep saying the word big in these scenes as well. I was like, do you not understand that? His money is paying for this. <laughs> like, this sex columnist is actually no shame to carry, but... Get that, dear. Get that cash. Who cares? It's a cool... If they shot more in this flat, I didn't... Apartment, complex, house, I would not care. It's just I wonder if it... Maybe not, but, like, maybe it would have been kind of good if, like, Aiden was considering breaking up with his wife and then Carrie met him while he was, like... <gasps> they were having, like, rough times. Oh, yeah. Then Aiden cheated on his wife or something. <gasps> Do you think I think people would hate that? No, because but, like it seems everything's so wrapped up really neatly mm. in a bow this episode, so it does make me anxious. Season three probably won't happen. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then oh, this fair. episode came to kind of made me be like, oh, okay, this actually show this this show has actually got a lot of like ground and it could like come back and do quite well. The only thing like it feels like it's so soon that they're moving in together, and I know that they didn't they purposely like the last episode. Uh, Carrie goes to Virginia. Um, and we were like, oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to show Virginia or not? And I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm so glad they didn't. But at the same time, it just feels so quick. Like, Aiden was introduced, like, two episodes ago, and now she's buying a whole property in order yeah. to house Aiden and his three True. kids. And I feel like maybe 
Look, I think they should have introduced Aiden quicker, or they should have had oh a bit God, more true. like a up and down with her and Aiden to like prove that it's worth it versus it just being like, oh, great shag, great yeah. shag, great shag. Peppermill, peppermill, cutting board. House. House. <laughs> just gone from like zero. And it's like, yeah, I know you true. can do that with um, an ex, but there's if you there's that much time between an ex and another family and kids, so it's a very different situation. Yeah, definitely. It took like way too long for this season to pick up a bit like yeah. last season as well. Like, they could have started halfway through this season. Yeah, like, this should have been like an episode three or four. Yeah, I mean, good, 100%. What a yeah. waste of time. Like, yeah. it's just such a good episode and they just left it to episode eight. Yeah, and Nine. then imagine mm-hmm. Lily having a threesome with Aiden's older child yeah. and Brady. <laughs> And Wyatt and Rock. Oh yeah, perfect for random reasons. Like yeah, they really do. Um, yeah, that's kind of. And this is how it ends with a fat snog, and then it all turns into landlordism and capitalism in America, like Che mentioned, the American dream. Um, what's her name again? Lizette. Lizette Carrie Junior. Lizette is walking out. It's like these gays are kicking me out of my house. These gays, they're trying to evict me. These faggots. So why are they moving in and taking the place I've rented for so long? And also, Lizette, what's happening with your business? Yeah, your Lizette, what happened thing? to every Lizette? Where banker mum and dad will get you a nicer flat. Do not worry. Um, she's such an epo baby. So nepo, but I do stand. Um, and then I think gorgeous. Carrie's landlord cogs are whirring away. It's like, oh, I'll just like rent my flat. I can get a trustworthy. Yeah, Carrie Junior can take my rent. Yeah. she can rent my apartment. She wasn't paying rent because Big bought the apartment anyway, so she's gonna charge Carrie Junior like. I think she tuppence. No, yeah, good. Um, so we love a capitalist queen from a lowly column writer to Miranda should have moved into Carrie's apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Miranda going to do? Miranda can, A, afford her own apartment. And, like, she bought that Brooklyn Do you think she could, though? 20 years ago. Yeah. It's like because buying a flight in Hackney. Like, it would have been, like, £200,000 back in the day. It's like 800000 now. Yeah. Without a doubt. Just tell, like, Steve, we do not need this whole house to two of you. Let's, like, cut the losses, share the mortgage, and then just move on our way. Give Miranda a break. Why is she sharing a bathroom with someone else? Honestly. And just like that... We are property gurus, by the sounds of it. (laughs) And just like that, I went up the stairs of my old apartment without looking back. What do you think about that? And just like that. Stupid. So it was a really unsatisfying thing. I feel like it should have done something to do with the title. The title maybe should have been like... Yeah. New doors, new opportunities, Mm. old cock, new cock. It's just like community. It takes the village. Rather with LGBT. What do you give this out of, um, what's the dog called? Richard Burton and Doggy Treats. I would actually controversially give it seven Richard Burton and Doggy Treats. Yeah. I know. It's doubled the usual. (laughs) I think I'm going to give it a 6.5 because I want, I think I still preferred episode six. Yeah, episode five and six were quite good. Um, it was it was just good. I just felt like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, it was I, like nice to have like Charlotte Miranda finally get on after twenty five years. <laughs> we're friends. We're friends. We're friends. We get on. Yeah. It's like we haven't spoken for the last ten years. We're like, oh, <laughs> we you have a job. You have a job. I'm a child. You have a job. Oh. You know what? 
gorgeous tailoring is and fashion is. Oh, good to know. Where do you think the last two episodes are going to go? I still can't believe the last two episodes are like in the next two weeks. So the last two episodes are called The Last Supper. Um, yes. Part one and part two. Bad, so, bad, bad titles. Yeah, but what does it mean? Like like you said, it's at the end of the series. So true. That's so true. Because that feels like such a last like kind of like bye peeps. That's so true. Um, but what's the supper? Like the supper? Who's hold? Is it Naya? Is Naya just gonna be still hold away in her apartment doing this massive <laughs> Making meal? Supper. <laughs> Harry's organizing the supper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would it be? I feel like maybe like Miranda moves into a new place and then organizes a big supper. I don't Imagine know. it's like twenty years in the future and then New York's just flooded from global warming <laughs> and then they all just die. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Ideally, take me with Samantha's you. just on the phone, like, oh no, New York, yeah. New York's underwater. And then like Harry's <laughs> drowning, and she's like, oh my god, Samantha, take me. Yeah. Hey, lady. She's on FaceTime. Hey, London lady. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, much, much, much big improvement. Yeah. Love oh my god, it. it's such a good improvement. But like, I do worry that Michael Patrick King's writing the last two episodes. Yeah, give us strength, but. Yeah. Also, Aiden is just not a real person to me. Like they not exist in the ep- like he's is in the episode, but it's really it could be anyone else. It could be a random fella. It could have been the podcast man, and it would still have the same effect on me. I'd have no feelings. I don't know. I did like the scene with Aiden's um, ex-wife. But then that could have been with someone like someone's ex-wife as well. But I don't feel like we would feel as emotionally attached. To oh them. yeah. Fair. I don't know. I do like the Aiden storyline kind of now. I'm kind of coming getting used to it. I don't really like Aiden as the character. Like, he's not really... I, I don't know. Like, something big was, like, really exciting to watch because you didn't know where he yeah. was going. But, mm. like, Aiden's so predictable. But, like, I guess when you are, like, in your late 50s and 60s, you want, like, quite a yeah, bit more predictability. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, oh, we'll see you next that. week, then. We'll see you the next week. The last supper. For nine Richard Burton doggy treats, if it goes the way it's going. Ah! Shopping for labels, the shopping for labels.